Is this the same cave that I'm usually in? It looks slightly different. I think the layout's changed. Oh, hello! Welcome to Citanium Mine. And, uh, you know, as we start a new year, I've been trying to compile a list of games from 2021 so I can put my best to worst list together. And in so doing, I ended up starting to look at a couple games that I had played previously and asked a really interesting question about them. If they are actually good, maybe? Even though I had a negative impression of them at the beginning. Now, I've been trying that, and I thought that it was a good idea to go back and do a little bit of retrospective work. Uh, especially because it makes me start looking at uh, older games while I try to analyze newer ones. So one of them that happened to pop up on the Epic Game Store for their free game of the day was Remnant from the Ashes. Now, I am going to tell you that it was particularly low on my rankings uh, from best to worst in 2019. I did not like it. I, I do, did not like Remnant from the Ashes, Sam I Am. I do not like them with Green Eggs and Ham. I didn't like them on a train. I did not like them on my brain. I, I did not enjoy them at all. The problem with it was mostly that it felt incredibly linear. Like it did. It felt very, very linear. I got to this Gorefist boss. Gorefist stinks. He is just this giant bruiser that plows right into you and sends all of these little uh, poison dudes after you. And just explodes in your face. And it happens very early on. I was a mid-range build, and now I had to do close-quarter combat, and I was not happy. I was not happy with the setup, the layout, and the fact that it seemed to funnel me towards this uh, with without me really having much choice in the matter. And so I threw down yet another Souls-like game, because especially in 2019... I really kind of considered Souls-likes to be a thing I was going to hate out of the gate. And since then, I've been able to kind of appreciate them, especially when they do something that is interesting or different, maybe just not the From Software titles. So I thought if anything deserved a second chance, maybe it was Remnant, and this gave me the opportunity to play it. Maybe I didn't play it long enough, maybe I didn't give enough of a chance, and I did kind of like the general concept, because if people don't know, basically Remnant from the Ashes is a game from Gunfire Games, they're the ones that created the Darksiders series, and it is basically a primarily long-range, like, shooter that is set in kind of a Souls-like series. So, you know, you die, you go back to a checkpoint... The thing that I didn't remember, though, is that it actually is kind of souls light. It, it's not so deep in the weeds with the Souls franchise that it, like, takes your stuff away when you die. You, you don't. You don't lose any of your currency or your stuff, your inventory, when you die. Uh, it doesn't get, like, lost on the ground and you have to go back and reclaim it, which is something that you do in the the Dark Souls franchise, and a lot of similar games to it. So it felt a little bit more forgiving, and, I mean, it does have long-range combat, which I figured might actually help a little bit when it comes to the, what I consider very stilted melee combat that you usually find in Souls-like games. And I have to tell you that 
having gone back and played it now through to the end, literally through the last boss of the game. It is probably the largest reversal I've done on a game that I can think of. I have really had a complete change of heart on it, and I am here to tell you that Remnant actually good? Remnant actually good. So some things that I didn't realize on first playthrough. Uh, one, I did not realize that you might not actually encounter Gorefist. Uh, you might actually encounter Shroud, which is a long-range combatant that kind of warps around the playing field. Because the bosses may be randomly generated, there are a couple different variants that you'll get at different points of the game. You might battle one boss or a completely different boss. So, the first time I got Gorefist, while I was in a mid-range combat... Then I decided this time that I was going to be a melee combatant, and then I ended up with a long-range boss. Now, that is not necessarily chosen for you based on your playstyle, uh, and I will get into that in a minute. But the fact is, is that there were some actual randomized elements. More than that, though, the actual sections of each level are randomized. That was a whole new thing I was not aware of. There are entire uh, subquests and characters you may not meet in a playthrough because you didn't get that element of the world. So there are lots of little things that they do to encourage you to play multiple times, but it also means that if you find that you're not enjoying the current iteration that you have, there's actually a way to completely re-roll the campaign from the start. But it actually gets even better. Let's say you get to a sticking point and you don't have enough traits or perks or you don't have, you know, a high enough level modification for your guns and your armor or, you, or you're looking for something specific. Maybe you know that there's a specific gun or there's a specific uh, melee weapon or uh, a piece of armor or a necklace or ring that's somewhere in one of these worlds that you go to, and you would like to try and roll it without losing all of your campaign progress. Well, good news, they have that too. There is this other adventure mode you can do alongside the campaign, and you can go to uh, one of the worlds and find out if you can re-roll a section that you didn't get before. In fact, you can actually go to some of these worlds before you even get there in the campaign, which is kind of neat. You can go to some of these places before even encountering them in the campaign, and you can even choose the difficulty level that you want independent of the campaign. And you can do those, and maybe you'll come across different things, different elements, different uh, pieces that you need to craft special weapons or modifications. And so this is actually far more a matter of being able to kind of like customize your experience than you would have gotten on first blush. And so that's really the big key here. I always wondered if I was kind of tossing this away a little quickly just because um, I, I wasn't really digging into it at all. And it felt like maybe there was more, and a lot of people really loved it, and I was trying to figure out why. But as I started to go through it this time, I realized that having a very different experience was actually kind of part and parcel of what the game is. It's built to be modular 
in each one of its sections. So it gets really interesting. You know, you start wondering, oh, which elements am I going to get when the world rolls up this time? You know, because there are actually some special pieces of equipment where you have to have instances of two different things and certain layouts of different things in order for you to get it. And you might not know about it until it comes across. And once you start going through the strategies of the bosses and you start to learn, you know, generally how the mechanics of it work, the bosses don't end up being as tricky or difficult as I have encountered in a lot of other Souls-like games. Uh, even when I get to the final boss and I, I tried dealing with it one or two times to realize that, oh boy, this feels like it's going to take forever. Uh, when I went to a wiki, I realized that it's not actually a, a very long boss battle if you know how to deal with the boss. Uh, in most cases, that is actually true. Uh, and you can find weapons and armaments and playstyles that kind of work for you. And in most cases, it will work just fine. Uh, but you kind of have to know how to modify your strategies and maybe uh, how to get some of the more dodgy mechanics under your belt before you can succeed and it does take a few tries in a lot of sections and you will occasionally get jumped by enemies but I didn't mind it as much maybe because I didn't lose anything by trying to forge ahead maybe because it had such an interesting modular design that you could actually take multiple paths to multiple encounters and subquests, etc that I just found it to be more of a customizable experience than I did before. When I first played this game, I thought of it being incredibly linear and reaching these hard stumbling blocks that I could not overcome. On replay, I found that it actually is very customizable, very modular, and allows you to kind of do the game however you want to do it. With different difficulty levels, with a whole adventure mode that you can play alongside the campaign to re-roll different elements, to try different bosses. Uh, a game that really encourages you to play multiple times in multiple ways with multiple scenarios. It actually has a lot of stuff going for it. And so it's probably the largest reversal that I've ever done. I can't tell you that that's going to be true of every single game that I replay as uh, we end 2021, start 22, but this one was uh, this one was a surprise for me, and I very much enjoyed it. And actually, I would be—I can't believe I'm going to say this—I would actually uh, suggest or recommend it to other people as a Souls-like game. Okay, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the only Souls-like game that I've played. And it's not even the only Souls-like game that I've completed. So I guess what I'll do is I'll just tell you about another Souls-like game that I actually did complete. Uh, this is much more structured. It does not have randomized elements like Remnant. And it definitely is melee-focused. Uh, one that I did actually complete is Darksiders 3. Also from Gunfire Games, I might mention. And it's interesting because... Uh, Darksiders 3 is actually, I would say, as far as the two games, which are from the same studio, much more of a traditional Souls-like game. It is. You do indeed drop uh, your souls when you die. 
and you have to go and reclaim them. There are no randomized elements. The world is laid out in a very specific way, and then you try to figure out how to navigate it. You do wind up dealing with predetermined bosses at predetermined places and locations. But the thing that was good about Darksiders 3, actually, is... Fury has all of these really cool, like, elemental modes that she can go through, and the combat is, I'm gonna say it, a lot more satisfying than the Souls games. I did not feel like I was playing a tank. I was much more nimble and agile while I was playing Darksiders 3. Uh, you can, like, jump up, you can uh, get to these, you know, uh, bad guys in the sky. It felt a little bit more like throwing in some Devil May Cry into your Souls-like game. And I appreciated that. Sort of in the same vein as, like, Code Vein, uh, you know, th that kind of thing, where I just appreciate actually feeling like my character is mobile and agile and doesn't, like, have the movement and attack speed of uh, a robot that needs some oil can treatment. Like, I, I like the fact that I felt really nimble on my feet and could mix up these different styles of gameplay and these different modes that you could be in that gave you different powers and abilities. It was really fast-paced a lot of the time, and the combat was just much more satisfying. So, actually... Uh, I guess that means that Gunfire Games has essentially uh, two Souls-like games that I would recommend. So, good for you, Gunfire. Alright, so I'm going to randomly generate a brand new mine, and hopefully that means that I'll finally get some more Titanium, because I have to tell you, I think I've fully mined it out of here, and that's, um, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm, cre I'm I'm manufacturing scarcity. Maybe I shouldn't bother. <laughs> oh, you you went off to a different mine already. Oh, okay, well, don't worry. I'll have some I'll have some more titanium for you next time. I think depends on what rolls up this time. <laughs>